0: That's join M-I-D-I dot Straw Hut Media.
1: Ladies and gentlemen and
0: in-betweeners on this
1: On the Rocks After Dark special edition of our show featuring the Men of Falcon and Naked Sword, Bruce Beckham, Dylan Diaz, and Cade Maddox with my guest co-host, Mr. Wesley Woods, and me, your favorite host with the sassy most, as we chat about life during quarantine and Falcon's new campaign, Mask for Mask. So, raise a glass and let the drinks begin. <sighs>
2: a banquet and most poor suckers are starving
1: to death i'd like to propose a toast this is on the rocks with alexander where i drink with your favorite celebrities as we talk about fashion entertainment pop culture reality tv and well that's about it so pop a cork lean back and raise a glass to On the rocks in your seat it's going to be a bumpy night lord have mercy so this is after dark edition we're going to be a little bit more steamy a little bit more adult buttons and bows and pantyhose on the rocks podcast a place where we're too glam to give it in. let's just face it masks are sexy especially if you have wrinkles or resting bitch face of which i have both so take that mask and wear it we are celebrating uh, falcon and naked swords new campaign your favorite adult film stars all wearing their masks Hopefully it's the only piece of clothing that they're wearing, but they're wearing it. Uh, today's show is brought to you by just the award-winning site connecting adult content creators and their fans. Sign up for free today at just And P.S. They were one of the very first sites to stand against racism on their site. You can't put a dollar amount on what is right. Right. Okay. This show is presented by Straw Hat Media. You can watch and or listen to our every uh, over 225 episodes at ontherocksradio show.com. Hello to our listeners around the nation on every major podcast platform, including iHeartRadio and Pandora, Gay Binge TV, and on the Facebook pages of Now Trending GED magazine and I Love Gay LGBT and of course our very own On the Rocks Radio Show Facebook page. We are also streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire TV at at OutAt.TV and on HereTV.com and YouTube's Planet Out channel. We are everywhere. Subscribe to us. Like us on Twitter and Instagram at OnTheRocksOnAir. Send me an email. Book me for a wedding, funeral, quinceanera, bris. I don't care. I will zoom in and show up. Info at com. Send us your questions, comments, and nudes. Okay, let me welcome my guest co-host here to keep me on track, or is it vice versa? Wesley Woods and his brand hit the adult Industry scene with a fervor, working for the top studios in adult film, he quickly became a fan and industry uh, awards favorite, winning nine individual awards. He is now a member of the model and brand development team at Falcon Studios Group and Naked Sword. And growing his brand, he has established himself on the stand-up comedy circuit with performances at the Laugh Factory, Ontario Improv, Ice House, and with Roast Battle at the Comedy Store. And this last year, he made his stage debut in Women Behind Bars, co-starring... Tracy Lords, Mink Stole, and RuPaul's Eureka O'Hara. He can also be seen alongside adult film star, Sylvia Sage in episodes of Sexy Funny Raw on YouTube. Please welcome Mr. Wesley Woods. <laughs> oh my oh my goodness.
3: Goodness.
4: My, that was a mouthful. And I know a thing or two about a mouthful. <laughs> <Boop>. <laughs> now you look like a mountain man. Your, your look has changed somewhat since COVID. Yeah, you know, um, you can't get haircuts, so here we are. <laughs> and I thought it would be a great time to grow out the beard. I'm trying to get into this, like, mullet look right now. You know, Ooh. I'm really trying to embrace my back. East Texas roots.
1: Yeah, you're, you're going back to your roots. So I guess now you're considered a daddy, right? <laughs> I, I think I was considered a daddy at 29. <laughs> well, I've, that is a porn standard. When you when you turn, like, 24, daddy. And it's like, what? Daddy. Say what? Okay, Now you made the decision to retire from performing in the industry this last year. What's, what sparked that decision? Um, it was just a, uh, I don't know, a couple of things. Just,
4: I felt like, um, you know, my four years, uh, kind of been there done that I had done everything I wanted to do in the industry in front of the camera at the time. And I just kind of felt like I needed a little bit of a break and, um, that's kind of what it is really I mean it was just kind of something I was sitting with and thinking about and I don't know the timing felt right and yeah I kind of just stopped filming Studio Born
1: <laughs> well and it's it's been a year for you I mean making your stage debut in such a big project like Women Behind Bars which is coming to TV by the way hosted by Miss Kathy Griffin um what was how was that acting process different than anything you've ever done in your career
4: So one of the things I loved about working in porn and getting to be on set with some of these movies and these series is like you really get to learn entertainment, like what's happening in front of the in front of the camera. You're also learning things that are happening behind the camera, like sound bites to voiceover work to you're really getting to learn it hands on, which I feel like a lot of people who are chasing that entertainment actor genre, you know, you get it in a classroom, but you don't get it in a work setting, right? Um, and so it really helped me prepare kind of a, knowing how I was going to have to show up, it was going to be work while I was there. But I will tell you, I was not prepared for the amount of work that stage, memorizing lines, blocking. I mean, welcome it's to the a family, monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah!
1: it's 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 exhausting. And not only that, you were sharing the stage with some some big powerhouse names. I mean, from the John Waters legacy, Tracy Lord's and Mink Stole, And it was also Tracy's stage debut as well. Everything that she's done, she has never set foot on stage. What were the feels like uh, opening night as <laughs> they, they were calling places? Like, what was going through your mind? Um, I think
4: going through everyone's mind was a little bit of, holy crap, here we go right? I mean, it's opening <laughs> night, and the rehearsal time, because of when the show fell uh, at the end of January, it was such a tight rehearsal schedule because of the holidays and then the new year, and um, I don't actually think we had a full run-through of the show until opening night, <laughs> but, you know, it the show must go on, and I've heard that, yeah. you know, that sometimes is what happens in stage, and you just rock and roll, and that's why all those rehearsals are so important, but I was nervous, obviously. Um, My parents actually flew all the way out from Texas to uh, see opening night. And Yeah. uh, yeah, and you know, I wanted to make them proud too, you know? So I was nervous, but we had a great cast. Everyone was in the back in you know, holding hands, the whole circle. Like we got this, we do this, like we're here together. And I don't, I loved it. It was a great experience, exhausting, hard pushed me to my boundaries but um I loved it And I'm very lucky to get to share the stage with each and every performer that I did because everyone really came together and put on a show
1: well I love it and I can't wait to see it and everybody's going to be able to view it soon and you're going to help me uh co-host today's show uh because you know you have some insight as to the biz uh, in fact you have uh, performed with our very first guest let's bring him on uh proud NYC resident Bruce Beckham is He's a decade-spanning, multi-award-winning, industry-leading porn star, Pitbull advocate, Pitbull the animal, not the rapper, um, and activist. He starred in over 50 award-winning adult films and nabbed multiple Grabbies, Straight-Up Gay Porn Awards, and Gay VN Trophy, and he won the trophy for Best Supporting Actor in Naked Swords, The Slutty Professor. I love a good parody, by the way. <laughs> Bruce has spearheaded and produced a porn star voting PSA, personally fundraised Thousands of dollars for COVID nineteen relief, and donated hundreds of his OnlyFans subscriptions in exchange for donations to Black Lives Matter. And I was one of those subscriptions, by the way, because I'm a huge fan. Please welcome <laughs> Bruce Beckham. Thank <Back laughs> you, guys. Hey, 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 hey Bruce. and you're on NYC time. You're like in party yeah, uh, evening time.
5: No, I'm usually, you know, I'm usually in bed doing something at this point.
1: Well, I've seen your OnlyFans. I know. Uh, <laughs> Now, Bruce, you have been in the industry for a number of years, like we said, decades spanning. How has the industry changed the most since your very first days on the scene? I mean, honestly,
5: the biggest, I get this, asked this question a lot, and there's, there's two major things. One is the advent of social media. So now I'm able to interact directly with fans I might never have come in contact with. Porn used to be exactly that studio porn. So they were in charge of PR. You would get a magazine shoot. Shoot, they would uh, you know put you on the cover of something. You do a little interview, but you never actually spoke with any of the fans or interacted with them directly. So with Twitter, with Instagram, you're you know you're talking to people halfway around the world who are fans of yours that you would have never had, had an opportunity to do so before. So that's really cool, um, and it sort of puts the burden of PR on oneself as well. You know, I can promote myself through these social media forms in a way that I never could before.
1: And then, but does that also play with, with, with like the privacy of your own life? Because now you are interacting with fans um, right. and now they have that kind of intimate access. And we know just like sci-fi fans, just like CW fans, porn fans can be very fanatic. I mean, that's the word and can be very involved. They can also be somewhat haters on social media because it's so easy. That kind of so privacy what? is kind of taken away.
5: Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, that that's the trade-off. You know, you, you get to directly interact with people, but you have to know what comes with that. You have to know if you're putting yourself out there into the world that people are going to have access to you. So you just get good at setting boundaries and you get good at, at realizing that what a total stranger says on the internet, it doesn't really mean anything. It's just glyphs on a, str- on a screen. There's someone typing in their room somewhere. It doesn't mean anything. It has nothing to do with me because, in fact, they don't know me. They just sort of just know what's portrayed on social media.
1: Well, and those haters are typing, and their mom is pounding from the basement floor, saying, "Do no. the dishes." So you know, easy
5: mac that their mom is making them. That's all. They're just hungry.
1: Hey, <laughs> girl, I'm hungry all the time, and I love a good easy mac. Now, do you remember day one? <laughs> do you remember day one on set, your very first day of filming, uh, and and 100%. what you were going through?
5: One hundred percent. I did a movie for Blue Blake. The co-star was Robert Van Dam, who was a straight a uh, Czechoslovakian hockey star oh. that immigrated
1: to I remember US. him quite a yeah.
5: lot. <laughs> it, it, it turns out he had actually fled his native country because he was allegedly wanted in some robberies and thefts. So here he is in the U.S. shooting porn. I just remember sitting – they drove us out to a ranch that was used for porn shoots somewhere out in the valley outside of L.A. And I remember sitting in this sofa. Uh, they were setting up cameras one whatnot, and I was looking at this really hot guy, Robert Van Damme, thinking – oh my God, yeah. I'm getting paid to suck this dude's dick. This is pretty awesome. And it was, pre- I mean, it was pretty easy for me that whole day. Uh, I didn't have any uh, camera jitters. I wasn't camera shy at all. The one note that Blue Blake, the director, gave me was, if you react on camera, make it small because this. Looks like this on camera. So he was just yeah. like, you know, yeah. make it small, make it intimate. But it was a lot of fun.
4: Oh gosh, I'm always in the It was the opposite. Say that again? (laughs) I'm always the opposite.
5: (laughs) Listen, there's a market for everything, right?
1: (laughs) I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, plus, Wesley, like you bring a lot of comedy to your scenes, too. So you were often put in comedic.
5: Intentionally uh, or not
1: yeah that's uh,
4: true he's like oh hey, shucks i'll say this me and bruce beckham scene wasn't uh comedic by no. any means it was a no lot- it was so
1: romantical except yeah. for bruce i had to i had to do some research and the scene was i was like oh wow, there's there's two of our people in one scene and it was so romantic and it was like there was coffee and good morning babe <laughs> hi babe let's uh, just get to it yeah <laughs> uh, yeah uh, uh. i mean no,
4: wasn't that like I've always buff
1: and said- scruff or
4: something like it was with she, she yeah it was
5: she she it was like one of the one of the few times in the that first year of me returning to porn that they didn't have me play a police officer so you <laughs> we were just like two boyfriends you know making coffee in the morning hey babe there was no subtext of like someone's cheating on someone it was just a very straightforward no good morning babe let's have morning sex
4: oh my god and i loved it yeah. i mean there's a shot in the scene where Bruce and is sipping his coffee looking out the window and his eyes and it's just, ooh, if y'all haven't seen the scene you need to go see it. It's,
1: it's super hot. smoldering. Yeah. It's smoldering. I, I personally like, like the one where you play a TSA uh, agent. That's one of my favorites because I'm like I always have that fantasy, but it just never works out that way in the airport. And, and plus, I, end up to pulling, I end up pulling anal beads out of
5: someone who's gone through
1: the TSA. I GS3. know. <laughs> well, hey, you're just making sure that it wasn't a bomb. <laughs> well, it's, it's probably very true
5: to life. I'm sure there are people that have tried that or have had that happen before. You know how these well, no, people
1: ingest like the drugs, and they put you know uh, whatever. Um, Okay, Uh, you are very active in political and social causes, and during the summer, we have seen adult film stars outed for their racist comments and even Trump support. Now, isn't isn't that their business? Uh, why should they be canceled or outed? And I'm playing devil's advocate here, of course.
5: Sure. Listen, you are 100% entitled to any opinion you want to have, right? That's America, free speech. But it also means you have to pay the consequences for whatever that opinion is. And if your particular opinion is, I think other people should be treated less and other people don't deserve the same rights as me and I'm just going to be a selfish motherfucker, people are going to take you to task about it. And you should be aware as I mentioned before, if you go on social media, you're saying stuff for the world to see, f- for the world to hear. You should be aware that other people are going to have an opinion about it, and be able to either defend yourself or take the hits that come with it.
4: Yeah, one of my well, favorite what... quotes is uh, "One of my favorite quotes is your um, orgasm is not neutral, right? I mean, whatever you're watching, jerking, optimate to too. I mean, there's money going somewhere, so it, it, it's not neutral. It, it, you're you know, directly supporting and funding
5: one. I can't stand it when, when sometimes when fans pop up with, oh, you're no one's here to hear you talk. Just go back to fucking listen. Right. Uh, okay, whatever, uh, disregard that. But as long as I have a platform that I'm lucky enough to have, and I can use it to some small degree to influence the world toward toward better good, I'm going to do that. You know, you don't have to like my opinion. That's fine, baby. Unfollow is just one click in the corner. <laughs>
1: Well, and that's exactly right. And people say the same thing about pop stars, about uh, musicians, about actors, and it's like, Look look what industry is being used the most during quarantine and COVID is the entertainment industry, the porn industry. Everybody is participating. So, yes, you have a right to have a voice because everybody's watching.
5: And that whole idea of you should keep your mouth shut and just do the thing that we know you for, whether it be you're a singer or an actor or whatever. It's always so one sided because you can then immediately point to people who who share the same political beliefs as the, the critique. As the, as the critic, but uh, it's okay for them to say it. But anyone with an yeah. opposing view, just stick to what you do.
1: Oh, hey. God bless Scott Bayo supporting Trump. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bruce, I know that you're up in New York. How has your
4: experience been with COVID and coronavirus? And well,
5: I mean, everybody we... in
1: New York was sick.
5: We're always fucking ground zero for everything, and and it's, A, it's because it's the best city in the world, and so many people live here, and it's a melting pot of cultures and so many wonderful things. But as an international airport, we were some of the first to get the cases in. Um, you know, I'm, I've got to be honest, March and April were really rough. Every couple hours, you could hear an ambulance screaming by. If you lived anywhere near a hospital, you saw ambulances lined up. During some of those first months, I would drop off food to ER workers who were working 16-hour shifts and didn't have a chance to go out and grab a bite to eat. Food trucks parked outside of the same hospitals and gave food away for free to these New Yorkers. So it was really, we were, the impression was really made on us that something serious was going on. Uh, And that wasn't the case for, you know, some of the country, especially the flyover states in the middle. They weren't seeing the cases that we've seen on the coasts. So to them, it's just this invisible monster that's allegedly a problem. But, you know, for better or for worse, living in New York, we saw it firsthand all the time. And it really motivated me to take it seriously and to try to do something about it. And not just me, everyone around me. You know, New Yorkers are are great for chipping in when there's a crisis and really lifting each yes other up. Yes, they are. Together. So, you know, any everywhere I looked was somebody giving a hand to somebody else who needed it. It was really beautiful to see. Because that's what you're supposed to do when when there's a time of crisis, Right
1: agree absolutely exactly and new yorkers get a bad rap but they are the most supportive yeah. i mean they'll curse you out for walking in front of them you know in the street but then they'll also like pick you up after they've cursed you up uh and push you out. So,
5: Bruce. l.a and new york in a nutshell is a los Angeles will look at you not wearing a mask and say something bitchy under their breath and walk away <laughs> and in new york will be hey you fucking schmuck put your mask on <laughs> but what they're really trying to do is you live longer
0: it's true that some things change as we get older And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
1: That's exactly it. It's all about the delivery. Um, Bruce, how has love and dating changed for you while working in the industry for the last decade?
5: So I said for the longest time that I wasn't going to date while I was doing this work because, uh, you know, my definition of a relationship for the majority of time meant I was only going to be with someone else. And I didn't think it was fair for them to have to share me with the world. That definition has evolved to a degree, but I made a deliberate decision not to date. Or if I dated, it would only be someone in the industry because they would really get it. They would know what the gig is. Um, I've run into my fair share of people who wanted to date me because they were actually fans and they didn't really want to get to know the real me. Um,
1: that's, that's odd. You know, know, dating is a
5: bitch for everyone. I don't want to sound like a victim. Here. Yeah. Dating, dating is hard <laughs> for what you do. Right. So, um, you know, I've had some hits and misses and, uh, you know, I'm fortunate enough to, I'm seeing someone now who really gets what I do for work, understands that it's a career like anything else. And, um, one of the reasons we're dating is I asked him as a joke, but also as a text. I won't say what he does for work, but it's a pretty that's a pretty important respectable job. I said, What will people say if someone like you marries a porn star? And he said, Well, I would hope they would think it was an interesting combination.
1: Which Boy. I thought was really cool. And really, <laughs> just Oh my god, it's Mike Pence. <laughs> is it Mike Pence? <laughs> Girl, Bob. Girl, I'll hang up on him right Risley
5: now. Graham, don't tell anybody. <laughs>
1: oh he's in trouble oh god if only some people would come out uh speaking of coming out what was your coming out story both for your sexuality and also uh career-wise
5: so i came out in christian high school in 1990 my senior year and it was not received well uh neither with my family nor with my friends at the time. But I had been—I grown up in such an oppressive religious environment. There was a point at which I knew I either have to stick up for myself or I'm going to break in half. Yeah. And so that's what I did. I came out to my best friend who stopped talking to me the next day. I came out to some other close friends. I came out to my parents. Nobody was giving me a round of applause. But at that point, I had met one or two people who had helped impress upon me that that moment wasn't going to be forever. Um, so I found allies. I found people that had my back and I then I learned to find safe spaces and eventually grew from there. I know my heart breaks for kids that that are living in countries where they can't come out safely. Um, You know, I always encourage people to come out if they can. I think it's the single best thing you can do for gay rights. But it's also the single best message you can tell yourself because you're literally saying who I am has respect and and deserves dignity. And I don't need to apologize for who I am. But that's hard when you live in countries where you can literally be killed just for, for identifying yourself as gay. Um, As far as Coming out as a porn star (laughs)
4: Because that's true You gotta come out twice (laughs)
5: Yeah Yeah you do Here's the thing Um, I've I've never made a pronouncement to my family about it. I think some of my family, you know, cause when we, when, when people ask this question, do people know the, the, the subtext is always your family because they feel like families are the ones that are going to have the biggest problem with it. Right. You know, I have some family members that kind of don't care what I'm up to as long as I'm healthy and happy. I have some family members that sort of already know that I'm living the non-traditional path. And so they don't poke around so much. Um, once a family member who, who knew I wasn't doing my previous career for a couple of years, started poking around and, and said, uh, Hey, um, I know you're not doing that thing anymore for what, what are you doing? And I said, you know what? Thank you so much for being concerned about my financial well-being. <laughs> that means a lot to me. And I just really <laughs> want to impress upon you that everything is okay. And I'm okay financially. And it's sweet of you to ask. <laughs>
4: Bruce, you're such a good right love that. like, I love just hearing yeah. your stories, listening to how your mind works.
0: Um, before crazy. we
4: let you go, like I just wanna say thank you so much for being part of the uh mask for mask uh campaign that we did. Um if you guys haven't seen it who are watching the live show, you can go on to Naked Sword. We have a treat. Yeah. Are we gonna play well, it?
1: And we have a treat. We- we're playing it at the end of the show, so everybody oh. stay tuned because we are giving you I a love it
4: at the video. Bruce, so stay I tuned. Mean, you're no. such a great talker. We literally have you narrating. It's so amazing.
5: I was gonna say pay special attention to yeah. the guy who seems to be the tent pole of the commercial.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I want you to record like my outgoing voicemail. <laughs> I mean, it was sounds I, so madly and sexy. I'll
5: put it on, I'll put it out there right now. I'm happy to record the audio version of your autobiography when you publish it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Rossman. There we go. <laughs> okay, we're gonna play before we let you go, we're gonna play a little a quick rapid fire. Are are you ready? I'm ready. What is a film parody porn that you would love to be in?
5: Terms of enriarment.
1: Oh, so <laughs> good. That is so good. It's a tear jerker or just a jerker. Uh, <laughs> what, what adult film what adult film star who has retired do you miss the most and wish you could film a new scene with?
5: Oh, I, my first thought was dead or alive, but that's a really fucked up thing to say. Um, oh, Matthew yeah. Rush. Matthew Rush.
1: Oh yeah. Oh God, yes. Uh, least favorite exercise to do at the gym since we know you're keeping fit. Squats. I fucking hate
5: squats because they're murder on my knees. But you just gotta oh. do
1: it. Yeah, but that that view. It's like I hate to see you go, but I love to see you go. Uh, what would your drag name be?
5: Uh, hell of a bottom, Carter.
4: <laughs> She's been thinking about this, Burton.
1: Yeah, Um, Tim Burton would be so excited.
5: Nobody gave me these questions ahead of time. This is all just off the top. I know, it's really good. Yeah, but it's
1: so good. (laughs) Okay, uh, what's a fun category you would add to the adult industry award shows?
5: Compulsive eating
4: porn.
1: (laughs) Oh, Oh, is that just me?
4: (laughs) No, that's me right after a scene when I bottomed. I'm like... Like, just
5: if, if they could film uh, with secret camera, us going back to our hotel rooms after a shoot and just like oh, watching yeah. post, Postmates bring everything. Totally. It's
1: like Chipotle. <laughs> All right, and final question. In honor of the Mask for Mats campaign, what would you say to a Karen standing next to you not wearing a mask?
5: Bitch, put your fucking mask on. <laughs> <laughs> George
1: Cover that face, girl. Point. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Uh, Bruce, tell our audience where uh, you want them to find you and follow you. So, you can follow
5: me on Twitter, Bruce Beckham Triple X. And if you want what I hope you'll want, uh, check out my OnlyFans, which is onlyfans.com forward slash Bruce Beckham Triple X.
1: Oh my God, it's so good.
5: (laughs) It's keeping me going through a
1: pandemic, I'll tell you that much. I love you too. (laughs) We love you, Bruce. Thank you
5: so much. Bye. Thank you. Bye bye.
1: bye. All right. um, Our next guest. Oh my God, he is smoking, daddy, daddy. Our next guest, Dylan is a New York City-born Puerto Rican boy currently based in Las Vegas. And for the past three years, he's been growing as a performer in the gay, bi, trans, and even a little straight porn. Uh, Soon to take on some writing and directing projects as well as continued advocacy and activism for people of color and adult entertainment. He quote, he's quoted as saying, versatility is my talent. Not just top or bottom, but male, female, trans, they, them, us. Sex is sex and love is love. No oh, labels, we? we're in a free zone. Please welcome Dylan Diaz. Dylan! <laughs> hey, hey, girl! <laughs> Guy, sorry, I'm dealing with like macho men. <laughs> I'm
3: a, hey, girl! <laughs> yeah.
1: How are you? Ooh. There you are.
6: I'm here. I'm great. How are you?
1: Good. Oh, look at those glasses. Mm, we got a studious <laughs> one here. <laughs> yeah. So tell we know it. you grew up, you grew up in NYC. What was your childhood like? What, what kind of kid were you? Were you the jock, the class clown? Were you in band? What was going on?
6: I was a wallflower. I was shy. I was an introvert. I kept to myself. I played with dolls. I just did my own little thing. I was in my own world.
1: I love that guy. Okay, so I, I, Yeah, but I I could totally see that because you do have this like reserved kind of staunch quality, uh, you know, I I can see that. Now, when did you start realizing that your sexuality was a little different from everybody else?
6: Uh, When did I? I don't know, I guess. I mean, pretty early on, I realized I was a little bit different, but I didn't really know what it was until maybe high school (laughs) when I started looking at boys and I was like, oh. I guess I'm gay. Mm. <laughs> no, actually, I, I got to try some so- wrestling team. I knew sooner than that. We didn't have wrestling teams in New York.
1: <laughs> no, oh, my God. Why no. not? It's, a it's totally- called Central Park after 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't allowed. Yeah. <laughs> come on. We're, we're talking about high school, girl. Oh, <laughs> oh, that, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Girl, I didn't come out until I was in college. And it was like, give me, give me, give me. Um, Dylan, <laughs> who, was your fir- who was your first boy kiss?
6: Who was my first boy kiss? I mean, I know who it was, but nobody knows him. He was a guy I went to school with. His name was Kevin.
1: Oh, was it like, was it sweet? Was it awkward? Like, spill the tea.
6: Oh, it was so sweet. I thought I
3: was in love. I
6: I really thought I was in love. It was really, really, really sweet. It was really sweet. We kind of, it was in high school. We kind of snuck around and we would do it in the teacher's elevator.
1: Oh my god, that is so cute! That's now so it's a cute. show so called jealous. Love Simon. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay. Yeah, yes. So we didn't have a great big coming out party after or anything like that. Was- <laughs> we didn't get a show on Hulu, but okay. Um, right. So, hot topic alert. I'm going to take advantage that you're here because you have been um, such uh, a loud, positive voice in terms of advocacy, equality. Hot topic alert. Adult Film Awards will have categories like Best Ethnic Studio or Best Latin, Best Asian, Best Black Studio Production Company. I know from firsthand from some of the award organizers that they've gone back and forth, including the categories, because some see it as racist, but some also see it as focusing on the work of racially diverse actors and studios who might not get that representation otherwise. I see both sides of it. What is your take? It is a really complicated topic, and I'm trying to figure this out is.
6: as well. Um, I kind of come from the, I just want to be recognized with everyone else. I don't know why we need to be separate, but I understand that if we don't have a separate category, we may not be recognized at all. So I, I get why, but I feel like in a perfect world, it would all be mixed together and everyone would get the same recognition. There wouldn't be a different scale. We'd all be on the same scale.
1: Um, And I I guess the root of the issue is that studios need to have more representation in their big films. They need to make big stars out of these performers that are uh, quite talented, I might add. Mm -hmm. Maybe they put everybody else to shame and that's why, oh God. (laughs) Well, Well, and I think it'd be really great if we could actually have an award show
4: that is based around the sex industry, trans, straight, gay, bi, have everyone there, a table representing the industry as a whole. There's no one that, that has come to, to do that yet, which I find very sad. Which is interesting, because look, all of the bi stuff and the trans stuff is kind of lumped in with
6: the straight stuff. And it's not, in the, you know, in the gay awards, it's like just gay, just gay, yep, that's, that's it. Right. But, you know, if you do trans work or bi work, it's a whole other award show. And it's almost like we're uh, like a, a cousin or something that's like, yes. s- we're sitting in the back. We're not really, we're there because they have to let us in, but... We're not really being recognized.
1: <laughs> All right. So let's talk about bisexual videos. I remember one of, one of the main sites included a bisexual video for the first time. A lot of the gays went crazy. They were so mad saying, why is there a woman in this video? In fact, I think your friend, Miss Sylvia Sage, was in that scene. Um, Wes. Sylvia. Um, and the same goes with, with, with trans content. Do you think inclusion is getting better in the industry? Because um, you have become very inclusive with who you film with. Do you think that main studios are taking uh, note of that and being more inclusive in their content?
6: You know, it really depends on who's, you know, it depends on the fan base, who's watching it. Like you said, a lot of the fans got, you know, were upset. They didn't want to see a woman, but it's so strange. I kind of feel like, you know, in 2020, why are we uh, using labels and separating things so much? I mean, like sexuality is sexuality. Love is love. People are people. Why is everything like so separate? You know, I, I, I'll be honest. I'll tell you a story, a quick story. I had my first, my first meeting with a woman was on camera. Oh, and your first what? My first time being with a woman, it was on camera. I, before really? then,
4: What? I been, didn't know that. Oh no,
6: yeah, it was my first time. And it was a bi scene, and I didn't want to disappoint the other male performer who brought me into this. I was like, okay, you just got to do a good job. Do a good job, don't embarrass him. And I actually loved it. And I felt like, oh my God, I've been missing out for all these years, and then I started questioning my own sexuality. It's like, well, am I straight? And I'm like, nah, I'm not straight, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm bi. Um, and now I just kind of like not using labels. And I feel like... I wish that's the direction that we were moving in, where we could just have one big happy show where we were all there, like the straight folks, the gay, the bi, the trans, all in one show and just having a great time. And all of our work was being recognized together. And we were all, you know, mingling and chatting and having a good time and toasting it up and all of that stuff.
1: Yeah, cheers, sweet. I'm going to choose to that. Well, and let's, let's face it, sex feels good. I mean, it's a pleasurable act. That's why we have it so much. Um, and there are different levels of bisexuality. There's relationship bisexuality. There's sex bisexuality. And there's all these levels. There's emotional bisexuality where you're maybe not having sex, but you are in a relationship emotionally. I mean, there's even there's asexuality,
4: so you know? There's like- that too.
1: <laughs> yeah, there is that. It's like, what do you do with your free time? I don't even know. You know what's funny? <laughs> I can watch uh, straight porn. In fact, I love watching straight porn. I don't mind a woman in the in the scene. What I what what I don't like is when they have like an extra woman or a woman who plays the character, like the mom in the background making the funny faces, or like the grandma. You know, when there's like like a script and a story? It's like, get that woman out of there. She needs to be doing something. Take off your clothes. Like, that's what gets me.
4: <laughs> no, nope, you don't like extras in your porn is what you're saying. No extras. But I it. like the
1: stories. <laughs> but it's weird when there's a woman and like two guys are doing it like in front of her salad. I'm like, that is so disrespectful. <laughs> that's a salad. <laughs> okay, uh, Dylan, what could and does set you off when working with the co-star? Something that they do that just sets you at ill ease. Um, and you still have to do the scene.
6: <laughs> I mean, I just dislike it when people come to set ill-prepared for their job, whether they're not clean or they don't know their lines or they don't have the right wardrobe or, you know, parts of their body are not working right. I mean, that kind of stuff annoys the crap out of me because I always come prepared. And so I'm like, if I'm doing it, why can't you be prepared? You know, so that's my main thing.
4: I think that's a Um, good one though. Yeah. I mean like work is work and time is money and we all want to get in and get off and get out. (laughs) There you go.
1: Yeah. But, and, and sometimes the shoots can go on for hour after hour after hour and you have to perform and perform. What do you do after coming home from a long day of filming? Like, like what's your ritual?
6: Oh gosh. Okay. So it's usually a long drive for me and I will listen to podcasts so I don't fall asleep some reason podcasts keep me more awake than listening to music does i'll stop at mcdonald's and then when i finally get home uh i drop my bags on the floor and watch tv or take a nap or catch up on my you know all my social media and, and see what's going on in the world
1: oh my god marry me number one we'd be listening to podcasts we'd be eating at mcdonald's and we could watch tv <laughs> you are a dream
4: i know he sounds so like simple and sweet <laughs> i am really- i know you are i know you are <laughs> you're you're one of now, the sweethearts in the industry for sure, without a question.
1: But that you are go. a sweetheart in, in in your posts, and in, in there's mm. a sincerity you have in all of your scenes that is so available. And I think that's why that what makes you a, such a fan favorite is that intimacy is very real for you, and you're not playing at a persona. You're very real and available in your scenes and I think that leaps off of the screen in such a positive way
4: yeah I think it's super beautiful too that you've allowed yourself to explore your sexuality while being in an industry that I mean that's an option and you're making money and you're I mean that's just so powerful on its own too
0: say goodbye
2: In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, uh-huh, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do
0: I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting?
2: Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: I never win and tell.
2: Well, there you have it. You could get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
6: Yeah, I mean, I didn't plan this. I wasn't like, okay, I'm going to be a porn star when I grow up. It just <laughs> <laughs> I fell into it and I don't know how to fake it. Like I just do what feels right. And I realize sometimes you gotta play it up a little bit, but I can't really fake the entire thing. Like it's, it's I want, I think for people to to like it or if you'd be able to relate to it, it has to be kind of real. It has to right. look like I'm enjoying myself and we're totally into each other. And this is exactly what we would do, you know, alone with each
1: other, you know? Now, how, how did you break into the industry? What was What, what was your introduction?
6: Wow, okay. So I'm a career changer. When I get bored with one thing, I'm I'm very happy to just move on to the next thing. Um, I have no fear about that. I just I just do it. And so I was in between careers in New York City and I started go-go dancing. And when you're go-go dancing, you you know, you interact with porn stars all the time. It's like they're like kind of parallel worlds. Um, and I met a lot of these guys, like Wesley, and I was like, wow, these guys are normal and they're cool and they're sweet and they're fun and and, and you know, like they're just you know, making a living and having a good time and creating, you know, some art. Hopefully, or at least something yep. hot to look at, something that's going to stimulate someone in some way. And it's—I feel like I can do this. And so I tried it and liked it and decided to keep going with it. Um, but it's been—it's been quite a journey. It's really been quite a journey. Heard a lot.
1: And you're so good at it. And hey, if you want to go into something else, you could become a podcaster.
6: Yeah, I have a personality for that. But I mean, it's fun. I admire what you do. I think it's great.
1: <laughs> okay Dylan single or are you dating somebody
6: I'm seeing someone right now but it's very very new very very new
1: Ooh. now do you do, do they know you from your work or how, how do you bring that into the conversation do you bring that in date one date two date three wait till they move in like what this conversation. <laughs> no,
6: I never hide it it's always on the table right from the start I don't want them to like get attached to me and then figure it out and then suddenly like change their minds they know right from the beginning, um, and if they're cool with it, they're cool with it. If they're not, then you know they weren't the one. Next,
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. What what are some of the biggest red flags when you're dating somebody new that you really pay attention to?
6: <laughs> flags, red flags. Um, let's see. Hopefully, he's listening right now. <laughs> 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 I,
1: I'm taking notes. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, your boo's probably listening. He's like, oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> um. I, I don't know. I just like,
6: I like attention. <laughs> if you spend time with me and you talk to me and you respond to me and we have good, you know, um, you know, conversations, like interesting conversations that are varied about lots of different topics, you know, then, then I'm in, when I find someone who's kind of cold or, or turned off or, or uh, unavailable, that's kind of like a red flag for me. Cause like, I, um, I love hard. When I find someone I really like, I love hard. And so I've decided not to love hard if I don't feel like I'm gonna get some of it back. So- Oh my God, you're like a
1: dream. You're like Prince Charming. <laughs>
4: <laughs> then why am I still single? I don't know. <laughs> well, cause honey, good things, you know, don't just get passed around to everybody. Well, I mean, that's they can true. for the right price, but you know, that's a different <laughs> field you can. That's not love. <laughs>
1: um now uh in the you know how you're filming straight i know that there was a period of time where a male performers that would uh appear uh in straight porn if they ever would go and film a gay scene or even a bi scene then all of a sudden they were ostracized yeah is that is that still the case or is there a little weirdness going on or what's yeah, happening still
6: some, i feel like that's still the case but doors are slowly opening for a little bit of bisexuality like the straight scenes that i've done weren't um there was, there've been threesomes where it was a guy, guy, and a girl. And like, we're both focused on the girl, but if, you know, if our hands touch, then it's okay. If, you know, they'll play with it. They'll push it a little bit, you know? I mean, you know, I think there have been a couple of times where on the straight said, you know, we winded up kissing or giving each other blowjobs or something like that. And they were kind of like testing it out to see how the audience would feel about it, Um, which was cool. I hope they liked it
4: do you have backlash from fans fans on either side
6: i have a question because i think i've since i like you know i've only been doing this for about three years and so i started i didn't i wasn't exclusively gay ever like i was always Mm -hmm. very early on i ventured into bi and trans and so my fans were never like oh they didn't get used to me doing just one thing they knew that i was doing it all and so if they don't like it they don't watch it there's plenty of um other stuff for them to watch like if they like me doing the gay stuff they can watch me do the gay stuff but they like me in the base bias scenes, and they can just watch that.
1: Girl, <laughs> you could literally read from a phone book. Can I? will be watching. <laughs> 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 All right, Dylan, are you ready to play a little uh, rapid fire with us? Ooh, okay, let's try it. Okay, maybe you need like a little drink, a, a little sip, that would a little be a sippy good idea. poo. Hmm. I just took a gulp, it's been a long day. <laughs> Water, yeah. Okay, what celebrity would you love to film a scene with?
6: Celebrity, like, like mainstream, or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A mainstream celebrity that I would love to film a scene with. Um, oh, I mean, well, I love Meryl Streep. I don't think I'll ever be in the scene.
1: Oh my like... God, <laughs> literally, <laughs> in my mind, I, I literally in my mind well, right like... now, I literally thought, I bet <laughs> you he's gonna say Meryl Streep, and you just said it, that's so weird
6: amazing i don't know if i'll ever be in the same room we won't even go to the same party we don't don't even shop at the same supermarket but she's amazing amazing if i could like be an extra (laughs) in one of her movies that would make me (laughs) happy
1: i'm talking about her being in one of your movies like the devil wears (laughs) nada who's that who's
6: who's the guy the 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 boy band guy who just got into porn that everybody's all like
1: Aaron carter yeah that one
6: I don't want to work with
1: him. Oh, he's doing <laughs> camp shows now. Yeah, he's showing his goods. You didn't hear about that, lesson? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I have,
4: I just haven't seen any of it. Is it good? I mean, I do like the white trash, I really do. I haven't seen it. I mean, I've seen him do like little solo things, but I mean, you know, everybody does that. Okay. I mean, hey. yeah.
1: <laughs> More power to him. Okay, you are writing an adult film about your life. What is the title? I have a go to title, but I'm not sure if it fits for this one, but I'm going to use it anyway because it made me
6: laugh. Um, I'm not your bitch, <laughs> bitch.
1: <laughs> I want to see that. I I want to see that, and maybe Ross Matthews is an extra in, in that scene. <laughs> I'm not a bitch, Matthews? bitch by Falcon Studios.
4: <laughs> you know what? I'm going to bring it up in a pitch meeting. We're going to do it.
1: Do it. I do it. I just have like the pitchiest <laughs> bottoms and Dylan. Oh my god! I love it. Okay, what's the best worst TV show that you binged watched during quarantine?
6: oh okay this is not a bad show this is people love this show but i wasn't into it until quarantine um the walking dead oh yes okay and it took three seasons to get into it i was quarantined with johnny hill who's another performer and he loves show, and like he wanted to watch it so i watched it with him and it took me three seasons to get into the characters and then finally i was like all right i'm in i need to know what's gonna happen but then i said i don't know what happened because i dropped out it was too long it was too many shows (laughs) I got well of- the last
1: few seasons are a snooze fest so you didn't miss much um <laughs> i've never okay who yeah uh, mm, who is a co-star that you have filmed with that you could see yourself dating oh 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 god that's rough that's hard
6: to oh. i'm gonna say it but <laughs> um oh and his name just slips my mind <laughs> oh. oh my gosh oh my god oh my god oh my god
4: Describing, let's let's play this game I, I, let's do it
6: oh shit um oh god you want to be careful he, he... <laughs> oh. okay i know his no i can't say it i can't say it I can't he's say thinking
4: it. me but we just haven't filmed the scene oh, together I... yeah i don't know next okay. question
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay
6: Well, text me
1: later with that because I'm dying to (laughs) know. I want to know too. You're gonna cast him in. I'm not your bitch, bitch. Okay, uh, (laughs) what do you fake most in a scene?
6: What do I fake most?
1: Yeah, Um, like some people, it's their like sex talk. Like when they if they have to say "baby" 50 times during a scene, I'm out.
6: (laughs) Yeah, no. um, I I I try to be a little bit more vocal, so I I am vocal in real life in bed, grunting and the moaning and the the cursing and the heavy breathing but I try and exaggerate it a little bit on film. Okay. Because we don't know what part they're going to use and we want to make sure whatever part they use, they have enough sound.
4: Yeah,
1: and Got if you're it. not making oh, enough okay.
6: sound, they'll
4: tell you to make
6: sound.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. especially if it's chi on set. It's like, wow, bitch, you want an Oprah talk show? Like, calm down. Okay, now in honor, in honor of the Mask for Mask campaign, which you have taken part of, which we're going to watch at the end of the show, what would you say to a Karen not wearing a mask who is standing next to you?
6: I would basically just give her the look of death. And I think with that look, she will know what I'm thinking.
1: Ooh, yes. And look at that mask. You just give her that smize, that that Tyra Banks look like, "Mm mm-mm, I'm not playing.
6: Like, what (laughs) the hell are you doing out here? She's going to kill us all. I love it. It's not
4: even a word. It's a look.
1: Yeah, it's a luck. Uh, Dylan, tell our audience where uh, you want them to find you and follow you. Um, you can find me on Twitter at
6: Dylan Diaz Eleven, or on Just for Fans at Dylan Diaz Eleven, and then on Insta
1: it's Diaz Dylan Eleven because it was already taken. Imposters. Well, and go Just for Fans, Just for Fans is our sponsors, and we love them. Yes, we do. Yes. And
4: Dylan, thank you so much for being part of the Mass for Mass campaign. It's such an important conversation. It is, it is. Why is it that you felt compelled to be a part of it?
6: Well, it just feels like the right thing to do. And it's an important thing to do. I feel like we all want to get back to normal or, or the new normal. And, you know, we found that one of the ways to do it is to protect ourselves by wearing masks. And so why can't we do that? It's easy. I mean, you know, it's, you it's so easy, thing, but it's easy. Get over it. I would rather wear this, you know, while I'm outside than have to wear a ventilator in the hospital room. You know, like mm-hmm. it's, it's that not part. that hard to do. Just do it. Just do it. I love yep. it. Thank you so much, my Thank love. Thank you
1: so much, Dylan. Have a good evening with your uh, new man. Hopefully there's a McDonald's in it.
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he likes McDonald's too. So there's quite possible.
1: That's awesome. All right. Our our, uh, our next guest, uh, Cade Maddox. He's a gentleman with a slight draw and a tip of a hat. He seems like he would be as comfortable on Gone with the Wind set as he is on a porn set. He's one of the most popular and successful performers in the business. He's originally from the Gulf of Mississippi and entered the industry in 2017. He had his breakout year in 2018, appearing in scenes for numerous studios. He was nominated for Best Newcomer and Hottest Newcomer in uh, the Fan Awards at the Gavian Awards and picked up a wide walk- Eight nominations at the last grabby Awards, as well as nominations uh, for CyberSocket and gavian Awards. Please welcome Cade Maddox. <laughs> I don't know, but Woo! I think... no, Cade. I'm loving the setup. Yeah, he's got like he's got the the liquor going, and he has this like painting. Where is like, David Bowie <laughs> painting? kade yeah. i
4: don't even know if you mentioned it but Cade is the reigning Gavian performer of the year too
1: yes yeah 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 he keeps getting uh nominated winning and nominated and winning and he's such a gentleman when you meet him in in real life like yeah i mean, yeah. I, mean just- I think
4: everyone will be able to tell how sweet he is once he um shows up here <laughs> text him girl let's text him Cade. i know You know, he might have had to step out to the bathroom. I mean, I had to right before the show. Nature calls
3: sometimes.
4: (sighs) Well, Alexander, I am am super excited that you are taking the time to have all the guys on and do this campaign and this for us. Because, again, like I said, I don't think we can beat it into people's brains hard enough that wearing a mask, A, is easy and B, needs to be done.
1: Well... That's, um, that's exactly right. And everybody is getting on board, which is so great to see people from every industry. Um, How did you guys come up with this campaign? You know, we have a really great
4: uh, team at Falcon Naked Sword. I mean, from upper management to uh, me dealing with models and some of the creative with marketing. Uh, I mean, there's a whole team like Sister Roma, for those that don't know is, is, to me a legend in our community an icon she um works with the sisters of perpetual indulgence and she's also a part of our team at falcon naked sword and uh she originally kind of came up with this idea because we saw a lot of people earlier and throughout the summer you know participating in events and going out like nothing was going on and not wearing masks and we were seeing our numbers still here in california rising and Um, we knew that, uh, people would be going out during labor day weekend. Um, so we thought it would be very, uh, it was just imperative to try to come up and use our platforms with all the performers that we do have at our disposal. Um, anyone interested like, you know, to come up with this campaign to really try and spread the word. Like if you're going to go out, at least wear a mask, but if you're not just stay in, just stay in. So, um, you know, we're, we're doing a lot of creative things at Falcon, naked sword, like on the weekends, we actually have. Um, uh, weekends at Naked Sword where we have game shows. We had a Miss Pineapple pageant that raised um, money and it was a fundraiser for Pineapple Support which is a nonprofit organization in the industry that helps uh, give out counseling and subsidize um, therapy sessions. Um, we have Play which is a game show that we do on the weekends um, and you know we came up with this, um, uh, this mass campaign uh, for one of our weekend events too and we're just going to keep it playing and have it rocking and rolling, and look who we have here! Wow, it there is, he is! <laughs> it is our very own Falcon exclusive and Rain performer, the, Gavian performer of the year, performer of the year, Kate Maddox.
7: Hey guys, how's it going? Good. How we are we? We were you? waiting.
1: We're like, oh, look at that room! Look at that painting! It's like, where oh, is he, girl?
7: <laughs> for a while, and then I was like, well, I don't know if they're coming home. So, <laughs> so yeah.
1: You know how we get? We start okay. chatting.
7: Yeah, I just figured that. I was just walking around.
1: (laughs) So, uh, Kate, with with studios not filming, how have you had to change it up to keep your fans happy, also to keep your brand going? Because your brand is very powerful.
7: Um, Well, studios weren't filming, but we kept filming. (laughs) Uh, I kept doing OnlyFans. um, And actually, studios were about to start filming, have a scene at the end of this month, actually. Um but I could so be- it- I just asked people for their covid tests.
1: Yeah. Well, I, 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 you know, uh, all of entertainment is coming back. The sitcoms are coming back. Movies are starting to film again. It'll be very interesting uh, to see what happens. But when you're responsible for producing your own content, you know, it's not like you can't just get in front of the camera. Now you have to worry about the tech side of it. You have to worry about what your fans want. It's like, it's like a whole extra job on on top of that. Uh, What have you learned about yourself the most during, during this COVID time?
7: Um... What have I learned about myself the most? Um, I get bored very easily.
5: Uh, (laughs) I like dessert
7: with every meal. (laughs) Uh,
4: What kind of dessert? I want to know.
7: Man, is okay, my favorite is like this Hershey pie. Um, They have it at Burger King, but you can buy a big one at Ralph's.
1: Oh, it's good, because whenever I get it, I'm like, it's so small when you get it at Burger King. Well, I, I know it's rouse. I don't even know what y'all are talking about. <laughs> it's like a Hers- oh, girl, you need like, to try some Hershey like, pie.
7: Oh, yeah, it's really good. It's like the best thing at Burger King, honestly.
1: <laughs> So, Kate, we were talking about how not only did you hit the scene in a big way, you have been a a top award winner consistently year after year. Your fans love you. The studios love you. Um, The films that you're in are are, are so good in terms of production value and story. You're in every different type of genre. Um, What are some of the behaviors that set a successful adult film star apart from a less successful film star?
7: Um I think it's a matter of for me it was it's a great thing that I'm a little bit older in getting into the scene um because had I been younger and um my mindset when I was younger getting all this money and partying I would I don't think I would have lasted long but I'm in a mindset now where hey this is a business I look at it as a business and um, I want to thrive in the business so I I just I take it seriously. I take it as a business.
1: Um, now how do you prepare for a long day of filming? Like what are you doing workout wise, eating wise, mentally wise? Just like like what are you doing the morning when you wake up?
7: Um, so a day before filming, um, you don't really do anything. You don't I've tried working out before uh, a scene and that is awful. You're <laughs> tired by <but> you get grief. <laughs> Um, so you just don't do anything. You just relax. You get to you usually get to the location like the night before is when they usually get me there. Um, that gives me that night to relax or go to the gym, whatever I want to do. But the day of, I just try to take it easy. Um, just eat like a light breakfast. Um, don't smoke too much weed.
1: That's <laughs> <what I'm doing.
7: laughs> um, just take it easy. You know you don't want to do. Um- and definitely don't jerk off because then your nut, your shot is just awful. Well, mine is anyway. Well, I mean like like, there's no way. Hello.
4: I wouldn't be able to get my thing hard.
7: Yeah, I have to wait like <laughs> if I know I'm gonna shoot a scene, I try to wait like a day or two, like I try not to come for like a day or two so that my um my load is bigger. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and I have to say, you know, I don't go to the gym uh, for that reason. You know, I don't want to tire myself out in case somebody needs me for for uh, a, a scene. <laughs> now, now, what happens, though, because um, we know you, you have a boo, so you tire yourself out on set. What happens when you come home and you still have to meet the physical needs of having a relationship?
7: Um, that's where you get a great partner who understands um, what your job is and supports you. So... On days that I have a seen, he knows that I am worthless in the bed. Uh, yeah, when, it comes, when I come home, like it's, 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 he's great at understanding everything. Like he's like one of my biggest supporters, honestly.
4: Oh, that's so that's, sweet. That's so sweet. I just threw <laughs> up.
1: He's great. I'm very good <laughs> Robin and everything you know face. what maybe <laughs> he can do the work sometime in the bedroom <laughs> <Yeah>. okay um, <laughs> this um, this pride season has been a bit more reflective for our community without the pride celebrations, without the parties, without you know traveling around the nation. What does pride mean to you this year?
7: Um so for me, I actually took a little bit it not being able to go to the parties and not being able to have the parade in the usual that we do. Um, it actually made me take a deeper look into the history of pride. Yes. Um, it made me, and especially with the black lives matter movement going on as well. Like there's a history rooted in the black lives matter movement that ties to the gay and lesbian movement as well. Um, so that's what I did this year. I learned a little bit about our history and, um, how we are able to do what we do today. How I'm, able to uh, walk into a bar, or walk down Santa Monica Boulevard, holding my boyfriend's mm-hmm. hand.
1: I, yeah, I love crazy. that so much. And, yeah. and I'm, I'm so glad, and I hope it inspires other people to become more educated about our history. Now this election is very, I asked very that yeah.
7: question on another interview. It was like a written interview for Andrew Christian. And it was so much I wanted to say, I couldn't answer the question on words. So it was a lot easier for me to answer it in person um Because it just kept on getting too deep when I was trying to put it into words.
1: Yeah. yeah there's a lot of layers to question, it. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. And that was me that sent you those questions, by the way. Woo! Go answer Christian <laughs> blog <laughs> I'm
6: so horrible with all that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so this election is very, very sticky, and you come from conservative America. I mean, that's that's your upbringing. Uh, upbringing. I think that's why you're so mannerful, by the way. You have the, you know, the the South small town values, and you too, Wesley, like you know about manners, you know about hardworking, but from that comes also conservative ideals and conservative family members and friends from the past. Have you had any conflicts uh, dealing with people from, from where you grew up and your own family? Uh, especially this year.
7: Are you kidding me? Nobody says shit to me now. Are you kidding me, man? I got. Oh, I really, I, I really don't have any issues um, when I go back. Like I, I feel like I'm more respected now than when I was a kid growing up. Um, as a kid growing up, I, I guess I didn't really have like a lot of say so, or like I wasn't here. I wasn't present as an adult. Um, but now like, I don't really have any issues. Um, the manners are great. I think like the, the morals that it teaches you down there, but just because you learn those manners doesn't mean you have to take those conservative uh, political ideals with you along the way. Like you're allowed to grow and expand as a human being as well. And um, I love that. That's what I've done. You know, I've kept the the base, the the manners, the self the self respect, the mutual respect, the learning how to treat people. Um, but as far as political ideals, I'm so far away from Mississippi right now.
1: Yeah, well, and Wesley, you also come from. Oh, hello. You also come from. <laughs> Texas uh as well so um but I know Wesley like your mom is so out there and supportive and w- with it yeah, so to speak know, I, but I, you I must just, have family members or not um
4: I don't know I mean I think it's taken everyone a little bit of time you know and I think like Kate said you know there's there's definitely being from the south this strong mentality of like morals and manners but um there's also a, a way that sometimes it's it, people in the south go about it that's still very uppity better than and level up you they try to level up on you in some sort of ways and um that's um where that's what where i think that the republican party is it's always about better than leveling up it's us versus them where i don't subscribe to that mentality i i appreciate each and every walk person that's walking this this world and I, you can always learn from someone or just take the time to hear someone's story i mean it could really open your eyes to like their perspective of the world we all are occupying and living in
7: i think the conservatives think so. are very just scared of people who are different and think right. different than them
1: yep yep well and i know uh a lot of conservatives even uh, a friend of mine is more concerned about his pocketbook and about that rather than uh human rights it's like you know this year's not about uh money right now um right oh, that's a whole other show <laughs> all right kate are you ready to play a little rapid fire w- with us
7: I think I'm ready. I hope I'm ready.
1: Okay. All right. <laughs> what superhero would you welcome into your bed? Who would be your first choice?
7: A superhero? Superman.
1: Ooh. Oh, okay. Oh, the Henry Cavill version? Oh, my Lord. <laughs> <laughs> um. Except, what What are two tops going to do in bed? Like, sword fight? NakedSword.com. Okay. The top strangest thing... <laughs> NakedSword.com. Uh Strangest, <laughs> strangest thing that you've bought online during COVID. Um. Oh, I bought like a lot
7: of. What did I buy? Your spine thing. Oh, I bought all Like I bought the spine thing that's supposed to align your spine. And this is the first time I've ever bought sex toys as well. Like I bought a shit ton of stuff from Flesh Jack. Oh, what kind of toys? Oh. oh that's what i did with my videos um when i wasn't able to film with anybody before i started asking for the COVID. Test, yeah i had like i have this like flesh i have this like machine and it fucking like you just hold it and it just fucking like you have like a button for the speed and a stroke and it just like it, it, it does just, it just fucks you it, it I mean like, I, say that.
3: I don't you, did. Well, you did.
7: <laughs> <laughs> and it also
1: mops your floor <laughs> it's great man like it's like it's just really where do you put it when you're not using it like do you put it in the closet is it in the laundry room is it in the kitchen like <laughs> it's like, in a backpack it's good to go
7: yeah like we but put no,
1: it in, where, where, where do you store it we put it in the closet
4: <laughs> like you do everything put it There's back, in, back, closet.
1: Put it back yeah. in the closet there you go okay <laughs> what would the name of your biography be?
7: um my biography oh i'm gonna sound really stupid so is biography like about me or like me yeah yeah yeah
1: autobiography it's
7: your l- okay. life story um i think i've already said this before but point of view.
1: oh i love oh. that oh oh that is so good er, you, you you better copyright that real yeah, fast I, by the way. To, I actually
7: need to get on that actually yeah
1: girl yeah yeah too. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> We just stole it. Anyway, <laughs> most surprising <laughs> song that you work out to, like a surprising song that we would be like, what are you listening to?
7: Oh, um, this is kind of gay, but I like Taylor Swift sometimes when I work out.
1: Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, look
7: what you made me do, right? Yeah, me too. And her yeah. new one, I really like that one.
1: Yeah. Oh God, oh, God you guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, a sexual position you do on camera that you don't, do in real life
7: um is that like one of these acrobatic positions that they ask you to do when you're filming <laughs> like, you're like i would never do like okay <laughs> holding somebody i would never hold somebody and fuck them you know how hard that is
1: that i mean i don't but ever have, i rarely have anything up
4: like yeah, like,
7: holding
1: someone. yeah right? you know, if you're cool. in an elevator like what are you gonna do
7: in the elevator well not hold them just like push them to the corner
1: okay and in honor uh we're gonna be watching uh the falcon uh and naked sword mask for mask campaign which you are uh featured in uh so what would you say to a karen not wearing a mask standing next to you
7: i just start coughing (laughs) get their attention (laughs) while you have your mask on
1: I love it. Uh, Cade, tell tell our audience where you want them to find and follow um, you.
7: You can find me on OnlyFans, OnlyFans.com slash Cade Maddox. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Cade Maddox with three X's at the end. You can find me on Instagram, Cade underscore, underscore Maddox. And I think that, or you can find me all over Falcon and Naked Sword.
4: I was going to say, you can there find me all over Falcon oh. and Naked Sword. Congratulations. He just signed a new contract. Thank you, I'm so oh, happy to have you on the team. I love you so much.
7: It's, cheers, it's really dude, nice. cheers. It's Part of such a great team. I've never been treated better in my life.
4: Well, I was going to ask, what's your favorite part about being a Falcon Studios exclusive?
7: they treat me like a fucking king man like they are such a great company they take care of you on set they take care of you after set anything i need i can text any of these guys um any time of the day and one of them will get back to me if not all of them it's just i love that i have no complaints at all yeah we're lucky i love our family we're very blessed i love it it's a great team
4: it is all right thank you for being part of this campaign it really does mean a lot to everyone and i'm really grateful that you used your platform to try and spread the message
7: no problem man like this i think we just need more people like um setting an example right now you know like the mask you may feel like you don't need the mask but do it for other people i always think about my mom i'm like well. My mom's not as good in health as I am. You know, she's a little bit older. So I wouldn't want people wearing a mask. It's just for her benefit. It's not always for your benefit. It doesn't mean right. that you're scared of the virus or you, your health. It's just other people, honestly. And just well, and, at the end of the day, if they find out it did work or it didn't work, all you had to do is put on a fucking mask.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's, that's it. Right? It's like What's it's, the big it's
7: deal? It's just like you have to put on pants to walk outside. <laughs>
1: thinking, yeah. you, or you
7: know in a way any of your rights you just have to put on your pants to walk outside <laughs>
1: well and that's even like, like if somebody if, if right. it, well, and even if like somebody invites you to their house and they're like oh we're a no-shoe house you take off your shoes you might be like oh, oh okay there goes my shoes but you do it i mean that's that's what you do you know to play you, you or play by you the leave
4: room. because you realize that you can't go into their house because you got
7: stinky feet You know, like, I'll still go. I'll be like, here I go. We're not getting sent to war or anything. Like, our war is wearing a mask. That's our war. That's what we're fighting right here. So, if you can't do that, then you're just not fucking worth shit, man.
4: Yeah, I agree. You're not operating at the same level that every human should be operating at. We're all doing this together.
7: Yeah, we're all in this together. Just put a fucking mask on.
1: Thank you so much, Cade. You stay safe. Say hi to Kevin. And uh, hopefully, we'll be partying soon.
7: It's good to see you, man. Y'all stay safe. Good to see hey, you. Oh, love good to see you, Kate.
4: Talk to you soon.
7: Kevin! Hey.
1: Okay. Hi. There he is. Oh, hey, girl.
7: <laughs> I love your hair, Wesley.
1: Oh, thank you. I'm cool loving
7: these, these curls coming out. It's thank nice. Thank
4: you. Well, I'm trying to give you something to be able to pull on, too, honey. <laughs>
1: oh, oh, oh! It's a handle. <laughs> thank you, Cade.
7: No no problem, guys. Thank Kade you, love you. Guys. Mwah.
1: Okay, we're going to take a look at the Mask for Mask campaign. That's how we're going to end the show. But before we go, Wesley, what would you say to a Karen not wearing a mask standing next to you? Hey, bitch, <laughs> put on your mask. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Probably something I like I love that.
3: that.
1: And where do you want uh, the audience to find and follow you? Uh, you guys can find me
4: um, online, social media, The Wesley Woods, T-H-E-W-E-S-L-E-Y-W-O-O-D-S. And... Just so they're clear, nakedsortcom
1: backslash mask for mask
4: 2020.
1: Yes. All right. And we're going to take a look at this video. Um, and that's all, folks. It's always a grab bag of fun here on On The Rocks. Give us a like, a subscribe, a share. Send us nudes if you want. Head yeah. to OnTheRocksRadioShow.com for all of our shows with a wide variety of celebrities. Stay happy. Stay healthy. Stay tipsy. Kurt, let's look at this video.
5: Hey guys, it's Bruce Beckham. Wanted to take a quick second and let you know why I'm choosing to wear a mask. Guys, this is the only mask for masking matters right now. So please wear your mask. Shirt off, mask on. That's cool. I wear a mask
4: because I care about you and my health. Be sexy, be cool. You can-
5: Hey guys, it's Bruce Beckham. Wanted to take a quick second and let you know why I'm choosing to wear a mask. Guys, this is the only mask for masking matters right now. So please wear your mask. Shirt off, mask on. That's. Cool. Hey guys, it's Bruce Beckham. Wanted to take a quick second and let you know why I'm choosing to wear a mask. Guys, this is the only mask or mask that matters right now. Um, So please wear your mask.
3: Shirt off, mask on. That's.
1: This has been another episode of on the rocks tweet me and slide into my dms on twitter and instagram at on the rocks on air find everything on the rocks for free at on the rocks radio subscribe like review and share until next week stay fabulous